0: Welcome to the Ask the Experts podcast. Here's Karan Bhatia. And thank you so much for joining me. Here in New York City, we had the official press conference for Jake Paul versus Hasim Rahman Jr., and they did not hold back. This event is going down on August 6th. It's going to be on Showtime pay-per-view, and I will be speaking to both main event headliners and Jake Paul and Hasim Rahman Jr. In addition, I'll be chatting with... Jake's brother, Logan Paul. Remember Logan? They both came from that YouTube background, content creation. Logan fought Floyd Mayweather in an exhibition fight. He's also fought other YouTubers like KSI. So he's also experienced uh, in the world of boxing. But what is it like for him to see his brother headlining at Madison Square Garden? We're going to be talking to Logan Paul. And I will be speaking to Steven Espinoza, the head of Showtime Sports and Showtime Boxing. Of course, it was an interesting decision, a forward-thinking decision by Showtime Sports to embrace YouTubers in boxing and look at Jake's popularity and say, okay, we can do events with this guy, and I applaud them for doing so. One of the things I talked to Steven Espinoza about was the quality opponents that were demanded by Showtime Sports. They said, we don't want you to just fight anyone. Jake Paul. We want you to fight quality opposition. Remember, this fight originally was supposed to be Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury, the brother of Tyson Fury. But Tommy was unable to come to America, so in steps Hasim Rahman Jr. And here's the thing. Here's my take I actually believe that this is a much tougher fight for Jake than Tommy Fury was. Tommy Fury had less professional experience than Haseem Rahman. Haseem Rahman Jr. is 12-1 as a professional. He did get knocked out his last fight. He he got dropped. He looked very hurt. um, And then the referee eventually stopped the fight. Uh, Rahman Jr., actually during the press conference, I asked him if he felt the stoppage was premature. He did. But if you go back and watch the fight, he did look... Uh, like he was rocked. But either way, this is a massive opportunity for him now, right? He's got his first career loss, and now he's got a chance to come up against Jake Paul, someone who he's sparred with. According to him, when they sparred, Jake only let him use one hand. Now, remember, this was many years ago as Jake was still learning the game, so it's going to be interesting to see how uh, both fighters have evolved since then. The one thing we do know is there is a lot of bad blood from the Paul camp and the Rachman Jr. camp, and you're gonna hear that uh, in the interviews coming up. I actually think it's an interesting fight, I I really do. I think uh, Rachman Jr., he's usually fought at heavyweight, right, higher weight classes. His last fight, he came in at 214 pounds. Well, in this fight, he's gonna have to make the cruiserweight limit on the Friday weigh-in, as is customary before the fight, so he's gonna have to be under 200 pounds. And then Jake has instituted a rehydration clause for the day of the fight to say that Rachman Jr. can only weigh 214 pounds. Now, you may say, well, what's the big deal if that's what he weighed his last fight? Well, that's what he weighed at the weigh-in of his last fight, right? We don't know what he rehydrated to. It's also interesting because heavyweights don't necessarily need to Make weight in any way, right? So they don't necessarily jump the 10, 20, 30 pounds, but they still can if they'd like to. Um, so the weight does become an interesting issue and, and we'll see how it comes together. But more so, I think the criticism of Jake Paul, if there was criticism, is that he isn't fighting real boxers. Well, he's, he's fighting a real boxer now. He's fighting smaller guys. Well, now he's fighting a guy bigger than him. Hasim Rahman Jr. is a true heavyweight. He's six foot three. He's going to have the size advantage in this fight. The other criticism was he's fighting people without experience. Rahman has 13 pro fights and over 100 amateur fights. And remember, his father is Hasim Rahman Sr., who actually beat Lennox Lewis, who held the heavyweight title at one point. So that means that he comes from that fighting family, that pedigree, right? He's probably been around boxing gyms for a long period of time. He's been in the game. He's been learning. And so that really makes for a credible opponent. And that's going to be a huge measuring stick for Jake Paul. And, and if you don't believe in the hype of Jake Paul, you think, okay, he's cherry-picking opponents. Well, then this is going to be a rude awakening for him on August 6th, right? Or either way, right? If What if he is able to pull it off, right? What, what does that mean for Haseem Rahman Jr.'s crew? So I, I think it's a, an actually really interesting matchup either way. Um, I think I, I've always maintained this, and, and I've said this in, in many interviews throughout the years. I think people from other walks of life are also... Definitely welcome in boxing. I think it's a good thing to get more eyeballs on the sport. If you look at the numbers of fighters that are on the undercard, um, their followings go up. Fighter pay can can go up. Uh, so I, I overall think it's a good thing, and I'm actually looking forward to this event on August 6th. It's going to be at Madison Square Garden. It's going to be on Showtime pay per View. So without further ado, let's get into the interviews, the exclusive interviews, with the main event headliners, Jake Paul, Hasim Rahman Jr. You're going to hear from Steven Espinoza, the head of Showtime Sports. But first up, it's Jake Paul's brother, the Maverick, a boxer in his own right. He comes from the YouTube background. We've seen what he's done in the entertainment world with the Prime Energy drink. We're going to be talking to Logan Paul. Karambatia here at Madison Square Garden with Logan Paul. Logan, we just saw your brother and Haseem Rahman Jr. Got a little chippy in there. Yeah. And I feel like in terms of the opponents Jake's had, I mean, Askren was a good talker who I know you had on your pod, yeah. but R- Rockman, he, he brought it, right? What did you think? No, I'm impressed.
1: I'm impressed with the guy. I, I don't know him. I've never seen him, fights, him fight. I've never seen him talk. But he got me excited. You know, like at the end of the day, boxing is... Probably only half of, of what this sport is. It's entertainment. So you, if you if you're not gonna come up and sell the fight, fuck off. But the guy's good. I'm I'm excited. Speaking of entertainment, I
0: know something you said is that you used to look in the mirror and say, "I'm gonna be the b- biggest entertainer in the world," and and you ended up fighting one of the greatest fighters of our generation. So you had, you achieve that. I'm just wondering, like, if you had any advice to people on their own journey on how to how to achieve that that positive mindset.
1: Yeah. It's hard because I I I, I like. It's a severe manifestation for me. Like there was no other option. You, you have to believe what you say, whether it's coming out of your mouth, whether you're writing it down, whether it's thoughts in your head, conversations with your friends, whatever it is, like I just believed that it was gonna happen. And when it did, you know, it, it kind of blew my mind. I mean like fucking so cliche, but really anything's possible. People just don't believe that. Cause they're not, there's no plan B they're not they're not they're not believing what they say they don't have the conviction in themselves i did
0: for the rest of your life you have that clip backing him up in the first round making him uncomfortable has he paid you yet (laughs) uh uh, not all of it no we're working on it yeah i wanted to ask you about when when you fight someone a lot of people say you you gain respect for them and i know ksi you fought him twice now you guys are business partners with prime is that did that happen for you guys did you gain respect after fighting
1: yeah for sure yeah i mean nah nah i've always had respect for him you know like everything he's built it just was a uh you put the respect aside for a second it 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 was more of like a it was it was more of a a relationship building like a trust in each other that we i think we gained after the fact you know we've always had respect for each other but the relationship wasn't always there and now that it is you know sky's the limit
0: You've achieved great things in boxing and, of course, outside of boxing. You're watching your brother now headline at Madison Square Garden. I mean, what your perspective of your younger brother, you see his name up there. I mean, what, what are your thoughts?
1: It's insane, like actually fucking insane. We walk through the garden, right? There's nothing on the floor, and I'm looking up, and I'm seeing the Paul Asim uh, banners, and, like, we talked about this when we were kids. We wanted to sell out MSG. One of us was going to do it. And I might still do it as well, but he beat me to it. My little brother beat me to it, and I couldn't be more proud, man. Like, he's surpassing every expectation I've ever had for him and the world's ever had for him. And, like, I'm done betting against Jake Paul. That's why I say, like, you go against the kid, you're going to lose. Last question before I let you go. I have to
0: ask about the Polaroid project. Sure. I'm sure you're sure. passionate about sure. this. Well, What's, what's the latest?
1: And yeah, then- no, it's 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 doing so well. So every day we do an auction, and uh, we have about nine hundred thousand dollars in the community treasury. So I'm forming this group. It's the future of community. Uh, the Originals Dow. Uh, we're gonna do creative, fun, strategic things with the money. Have events, uh, sponsor philanthropies, um, uh, fund independent movies. Like I have big goals for this project, and it's a, it's a it's a it's a community and it's tech disguises as art. And uh, I think time will tell just how pivotal this project is in shaping the way a, a functioning DAO is supposed to work and how NFTs should be utilized on the blockchain especially in the bear market like this is the worst market ever dude and we are like 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 barreling through it i couldn't be happier with my community i couldn't be happier with the way the project's being received and this is the first step of many you know the first it's it's 99 originals but it's going to become originals and i'm 27 years old i love art I'll, I'll be taking photos and making stuff for the rest of my life
0: well congratulations on that best of luck to your team on august 6th and logan paul thank you so much yeah, for the time appreciate, appreciate you you And that was Logan Paul. Of course, he has the massive following, and he has dabbled himself in boxing. He took on Floyd Mayweather in an exhibition fight. He obviously had the size advantage in that fight. Mayweather with the boxing experience advantage on that exhibition. And it's interesting to see his perspective of of what it's like to see his younger brother now headlining at Madison Square Garden. And speaking of that younger brother, that is Jake Paul. He's the main event headliner on August 6th. And here's my conversation with Jake Paul. Karan Bhatia here at Madison Square Garden with Jake Paul. Jake, we know you're taking on Rachman Jr. He was, he was talkative in the press conference. Was he more talkative than, than you expected?
2: More stupid than I expected, to be honest. Uh, just running in circles, it was like talking to a fifth grader. Uh, but yeah, I, I know he's a hothead. You know, he has a lot of emotions, he fights with emotion, which is going to bite him in the ass. So I like how mad he was getting, in. and this is all part of the game. I love this. It's a show business.
0: You have people around you that you trust, Nikisa, uh, Logan. They didn't want you to take this fight, and, and they've led you to 5-0. and Was that a tough decision to go against what they're saying? Not really. You know, I do what I want, and I know what I'm capable of. And I love
2: their advice, I appreciate their advice, uh, but I know what I can do, and I have goals and I have aspirations and I have a career and I have critics who are waiting to criticize me all the time and they all want me to fight a pro boxer. So this is it, here we go. You know, the fans wanted to see this. It's Madison Square Garden. We had an open night on August 6th, which is rare for Madison Square Garden. So I had to take this opportunity. I had to seize the
0: moment. You were supposed to fight Tommy Fury. Now you're fighting a real heavyweight in Rachman Jr. I know you're not intimidated, but when you stood up there and you, you saw how big he was, the size, any pause at all in you? No, not at all. I, I like to fight bigger people. They can't hit me.
2: I'm way faster. The, I bet you that I get hit maybe two times in this fight. Um, and that'll just be me you know, getting comfortable in the
0: first couple of rounds. But after I get his distance, he's not going to hit me. We know that You, of course, the the name Conor McGregor came up. We saw the video you put out today. He had called you a flop. You you responded. You gave the numbers. You were transparent there. If you are successful against Rockman Jr., do you want Tommy next? Do you want Conor? What what, what would be the plan? You all of them,
2: all of them. You know, I got time for all of them. Whoever is down, uh, just get the contracts ready and sign it up. I'm ready. A lot of these guys say they're down, but they're not actually so. There's a lot of names on the hit list, and I'm going to slowly check each one of them
0: off. Does does it give you extra motivation on guys that you may not like, like Tommy and Connor? Like, we saw saw the anger a little bit in your eyes and kind of being like, hey, are we going to do this or not? Does that give you extra motivation in in boxing against people you don't like?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I work harder in the gym knowing that there's people out there who are going to be potential opponents one day. Um, It motivates me and it just pushes me in those moments where, you know, you don't really want to keep on going. You're in the 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th round. You just remember that there's people out there
0: who want to take your head off and you use that as motivation to keep on going. And last question for you. I know you're addicted to this game of boxing. There's there's a lot of things. It wasn't like you needed to box to survive. You you want this, right? And now you're headlining. Your name is going to be on Madison Square Garden August 6th. I mean, what well, what does that mean to you to be headlining? And the fact that why why is boxing so addictive for you? It's just everything about it. I love you know the the show, the
2: training, the dedication, the discipline. Uh, you know the, the outfits, the shit talk and then making the money after, this is a big business. And I really started off as an entrepreneur at 16, 17 years old. So at the end of the day, I'm just running a business here, knocking people out. And uh, man, I just love getting in the gym, something about it, it, it's addicting. And when you knock someone out, the feeling of that going through your gloves, there's nothing else like it in the world. The crowd goes crazy, you can't ever
0: replicate that. Next fight, August 6th against Rockman Jr. Jake Paul. best of luck, thank you. interesting to hear that the people around Jake Nikisa, his advisor, manager, Logan Paul, his brother, they didn't necessarily want him to take this test. When Tommy Fury fell out, they didn't necessarily want to take on the dangerous Hasim Rahman Jr. And I was actually able to get a few questions in in an exclusive interview with Hasim Rahman Jr. So let's hear that now. Question. What did you sense from him staring him down today? Did you feel like he was nervous at
3: all? Um, I just, I knew what he was. I knew what he was gonna say before we got up there, and he said it. So it confirmed to me, my, I'm on point with what I thought. So I knew, I knew exactly what he was gonna say. I knew exactly what he was gonna say. I didn't know the words that he was gonna use to say it, but I knew what he was gonna say. So I already, I already knew what he thought his best hand was in this fight, and I already took it away from him so we're going to see on august 6th when he sees that that's not going to work he's going to panic and we all know what happens when fighters panic
0: what would this win do for your career your popularity everything
3: we're going to see on august 6.
0: hasim rahman jr was short on time there but we were able to get a few questions this fight is going to be on showtime pay-per-view on august 6. it's a it's a very forward thinking decision to bring jake paul into a traditional boxing umbrella and that's what steven espinoza has done with showtime sports i think that's a great move i think it's a good thing to bring more eyeballs if you look at the undercard we have amanda serrano one of the greatest pound for pound fighters regardless of gender so she's getting her platform elevated as well so i think there's a lot of good things there it's headlining the garden it's entertainment um so we're going to talk to steven espinoza about that and of course the ever-changing landscape in sports media recently the f1 deal was signed it kind of sends shockwaves through the industry it's a new world out there and uh we know that showtime sports isn't just going to play by the old playbook right they're continuing to innovate they're trying new things so i'm going to speak to steven espinoza about that and of course about paul rockman jr Karambatia here at Madison Square Garden with Steven Espinoza. Steven, we just saw Jake Paul and Haseen Rockman Jr. There was a lot of trash talk back and forth. I mean, what did you think about Rockman Jr. bringing it verbally?
3: Well, he definitely brought it verbally. Uh, you know, I think if you're scoring that, it's uh, at worst a 10 10 and maybe a 10 9 for Rockman. You know, you don't usually see opponents being able to hang with Jake in terms of you know, trash-talking, but Rachman had a really strong performance today. And, you know, if anybody had any doubts about how seriously Rachman's taking it and, you know, whether they're former sparring partners so the intensity wouldn't be there, I think we removed all doubt today.
0: I know that you at Showtime Sports have said if Jake Paul's going to fight, it needs to be credible opponent. And where I'm standing from, it seems like the opponent's maybe even more credible than Tommy Fury. He has more experience, 100 amateur fight. This is a real heavyweight. Your, your thoughts on the upgrade of opponent here?
3: Oh, it's definitely a much tougher fight. And, and candidly, I, I, I'll tell you what I said to them, you know, behind the scenes. I, I wouldn't recommend it. I didn't recommend it. I, I think that this is even a much more dangerous fight for Jake than he needed to take. Um someone with that amount of amateur experience he's been in a lot of good gyms with a lot of good trainers um he's got you know his dad behind him you know giving him advice as well and he's big you know size alone doesn't win fights you know we know that but if you have a skilled fighter you know with a bigger fighter that does make a difference you know and i I think that's the challenge for jake he's finding somebody who is at least as skilled way more experienced and way bigger
0: we we, in your opening remarks i know you brought up the first fight ever here at madison square garden this is a very different world we're living in in 2022 we have an ex-youtuber here against rockman jr i mean the 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 world has changed what do you think those guys back in the 1800s would think if they saw what's you know this type of matchup here
3: yeah it's i don't think anybody would have predicted we'd be here um you know 18 months ago um or that jake would be on the verge of, of sort of establishing himself as a as really as a credible boxer you know in if he's able to win this fight you know the sky's the limit you know you know you you heard him say that really his focus from now on will be on boxers you know he's not saying that he wouldn't fight a nate diaz or conor mcgregor or something like that but he's focusing on becoming a credible boxer um so probably not any more of the non-combat sports athletes in the future so wouldn't it be crazy if we're sitting here in a year or two, and, you know, Jake Paul is ranked in the top 15 by one of the sanctioning bodies. Like, look, if he gets past August 6th, then, you know, who knows? There are crazier things that happen.
0: I think he'll prove a lot of people wrong if he is able to get past on August 6th. I wanted to, of course, ask you, this is a co-headline with Amanda Serrano, the great Amanda Serrano. We know she's from Brooklyn by way of Puerto Rico, this fight at Madison Square Garden. What do you expect to see for the fans? She she can draw fans, as we know, in New York. Your your thoughts of what what will happen on August
3: 6th? Yeah, she took a quantum leap in her popularity with that last event. I mean, it was just a massive, massive event, you know, great for boxing, not just for women's boxing, for boxing overall. And it, it's great to see someone like her who has sort of toiled a little bit in the background for so long and have been so skilled and really being one of the best pound for pound, either men or women for the last several years. Like, I, 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 it's gratifying for me to see it. I can only imagine what it feels like to her, you know, to be 40, 45 fights into her career and finally getting the recognition that you should have gotten years ago. So I, I think that's, you know, as much as I love seeing her fight, you know, and I think any fight fan loves her style. Like even if you, you know, not particularly a fan of women's boxing, you have to respect her style. She's a, it's a very action-oriented, aggressive style. Um, but I'm just happy that she's getting these opportunities, and the 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 sort of the larger boxing audience as a whole is recognizing her talent in
0: terms of showtime sports we saw the great spring and summer schedule we know we have adrian broner we got danny garcia we got a lot of fighters coming up do you expect to see fights in the fall
3: in the winter do you expect to see this great schedule continue for showtime sports yeah i mean look we if we look back at 2021 i think it was a very very strong year you know probably with um, we had the undisputed fight the first time between Charlo and castaño we had undisputed with canelo plant and you know, we, we've continued this momentum and, and we have no intentions of, of letting up. So, you know, hopefully we can add a bookend of another undisputed fight in Spence Crawford. You know, if you saw our show this past weekend, you know, Spence was predicting that it would happen this year. Um, we are making progress. I, You know, I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, and if we get, you know, that fight, that's just sort of the, the cherry on top. We saw
0: Spence talking to Jim Gray. That's that's always good for us to see him saying that the negotiations are happening. And finally, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the overall sports landscape. Of course, we know it's shifting. We saw the the F one deal. How do you think everything's going to happen in terms of the move to streaming and things like that? How will that affect Showtime Sports, Showtime Boxing? What what, what do you expect to see in the in the upcoming years?
3: Well, it's interesting. You know, I think the the F one deal is is really a, a testament to um, the fact that you know things do change. You know, and and you can make a move it's sort of like we're not stuck in these tiers of here are the major sports here are the mid-level here are the niche sports and they you know sort of redoubled their efforts and came up with a very different approach and marketing plan and and it's paid off so i I think that's a lesson to all sports including boxing that we can't get too comfortable with where we are we shouldn't accept that we're at a certain level and we should always constantly be trying to think of you know how can we expand the appeal of these events Um, I think Jake Paul fits into it. It's not the answer to all the boxing problems, but it's certainly one way to expand the audience.
0: It's certainly looking at boxing in a new and innovative way. He's fighting on August 6th. Steven Espinoza, thank you so much for the time. And that brings us to the end. Thank you so much for joining me, and thank you to my guests. If you want to follow us, uh, you can follow at ATE underscore podcast. That's on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to follow my personal channels, it's at c u r r a n b h a t i a on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Karan at on Instagram and Twitter. Please subscribe on YouTube, YouTube.com backslash Karan Bhatia. Uh, please check out uh, our show on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Give us a five star review. If you want to email the show, it's Ask the Experts Pod at Gmail.com. I am Karan Bhatia, and this was Ask the Experts. Thank you for listening to Ask the Experts with Karan Bhatia.